Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ripple of Twine Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Sarman, and today is going to be a little bit quick uh, podcast. Um, the Flyers made some cuts this morning to get the roster down to 34, and we finally have the final group of players that will be in camp for those final 23 roster spots. There was a couple surprises, but there was also a couple interesting names that were left off the list, but also a couple interesting names that are left on the list. Um, as we get through the process today, we'll be going through a lot of that thing. As you can see on your screen now, the players that are left inside Flyers training camp, there are a couple of players that are injured on this list, but these are the last 34 players that will be in camp for the Flyers and be fighting for those final 23 roster spots. Up front on forwards, uh, we have Wade Allison, Cam Atkinson, Jackson Cates, Noah Cates, Nick Delorier, Joel Farabee, Morgan Frost, Kevin Hayes, Hayden Hodson, Travis Konechny, Tana Lazinski, Scott Lawton, Zach McEwen, Owen Tippett, and James Van Rinsdijk. As you can see, Shaw Gatori is not on the list, Patrick Brown is not on that list, and a couple other guys that were sent to the minors today are not on that list. Those guys will probably not be starting the year with the Flyers. Sean Couture will more than likely start on season opening IR, as well as Patrick Brown, who skated today uh, with the rehab group. So it looks like he's been cleared for skating, uh, but he is a little bit farther away from returning to the Flyers. Uh, He is more than likely going to insert himself into that fourth line center role once he is healthy. But at the moment, it doesn't. uh, It looks like one other player, more than likely Tanner Lazinski, will be that fourth line center to start the season with the Flyers. On defense, uh, we have Ronnie Adderd, Justin Braun, Kevin Connaughton, Tony D'Angelo, Ivan Provorov, Rasmus Ristolainen, Travis Sanheim, Nick Steeler, and Igor Zamola left. As you can see, there is one clear name missing on that list, and that is Cam York, who was cut today and sent to the the Phantoms. It hasn't been the best of camps for Cam, uh, and head coach John Torella has made that pretty much well-known to the media and in his quotes uh, about York, that York has not had the best of camps, uh, but there is some silver lining in that. John Torillo has been very upfront and honest, he says, with Cam about uh, where they view him, what he needs still to work on, and also his play. Uh, The Flyers have been very vocal about what is... um, been an okay camp, as John Tortello continues to say, uh, of Cam. And what they're trying to do for Cam is they're trying to get him to play a style uh, that he's not really used to. Uh, The Flyers have been really trying to change his viewpoint on how they really want him to play, not change his style, but change his mindset. Uh, And John Tortello talked about today about his mental toughness uh and it's not really just about checking and being physical and getting in the fights it's more in the lines of making the right plays might putting yourself in the right situation uh and that kind of culminated last night uh when that second goal the islander scores cam kind of got himself in a bad really bad situation where he was on his heels and then he was on his toes against a single on single play at the blue line a smaller guy but a very very skilled fourth line center in casey zizekas and he kind of made a fool out of him last night and that was kind of a i wouldn't want to say the icing on the top of why cam needed to go to the phantoms but it was something that was very very clear that you know there's still a lot for him to work on um before he can get himself stapled into the Flyers lineup. Goalie situation now is a little bit even more challenging for the Flyers. Uh, they still have Samuel Erson, Troy Grosnick, Carter Hart, and Felix Stantrum still all in camp. 
those four guys were supposed to be already split by now of who was the definite backup to Carter Hart. Well, with Carter Hart's injury, the backup position really became open uh, for all three guys. And at the moment, Felix Santrum was supposed to be the leader in the clubhouse after a strong start to the preseason. However, uh, getting injured in Boston uh, has really opened up the door for Troy Grosnick and Samuel Harrison to get more playing time. And as you can see from the last two games, Samuel Harrison has really, really taken the reins um, from the Flyers and really taken it about himself to really put himself in. In the competition. Uh, that really culminated with the full game. Uh, the only Flyers goalie to play a full game. Uh, in the, on New York, Against the New York Islanders on Sunday. And then also last night starting the game. Uh, before Troy, Troy Grosnick came in. Uh, John Torello kind of joked today during his press conference. Saying that uh, how much impressed he was by, uh, by Arison. Uh, saying that he has he even let in a goal yet. Yeah, he's letting three goals. But I mean... To get your head coach to say that, that's a pretty strong indication that, you know, he's very much on the liking side. And I asked, I actually asked Erson last night uh, in the locker room, I said, did you feel like you've entered yourself into this competition uh, to be the backup pretty firmly? And he kind of, you know, was hesitant to say, but his definite answer was, you know, he was going out there to do everything possible to make it harder on the coaching staff to not put him in there. And after a camp where, you know, he wasn't really supposed to be in the backup consideration, it was supposed to be between Grossnick and Sandstrom, you know, with Carter Hart's injury and then Sandstrom's injury, he's really taking full advantage of the opportunity that has presented himself to, you know, become a really good candidate for the backup position. And it's even more concerning now that John Torello gave updates on Carter Hart and Felix Sandstrom today and said that they are hopeful Carter can play next Thursday. But they even gave even more concerning news that they said Felix Sandstrom is still progressing and there is a not so great chance that he may not start the season healthy. So if you really start to look at it, there's a possibility that Samuel Erson could be your opening night starter if Carter Hart and Sam and Felix Antrim cannot get back from their injuries. Now it's probably a long shot, but the Flyers are in. I John Torrello joked about this last night after the game, uh, saying that the next eight days are going to be a hard structure uh, affiliation for the Flyers because they have eight days now uh, after their last preseason game ended last night. But the main thing he continues to irritate is that the Flyers need health. And when the Flyers get health, they will actually have a little bit more understanding of what lines they can put together, who can play with who, where they can go from here. But at the moment, they are still trying to get healthy. And when you hear health and the Flyers, everybody can point fingers to last season, that the Flyers were not a healthy team last year. And it clearly showed that, you know, where they were and who was playing, but it's just the kind of the business. People get hurt all the time, and you can't just put it on one thing or one thing or another, and you can only work yourself better by getting hopefully healthy. And at the f- moment, they are taking no over that they want everybody healthy. As you can see, John Tortorella said last night that everybody was going to be off the ice today just to give everybody a full day's rest to make sure that the injuries you know, can come back and they can actually start working with the healthier guys. Now, he did say yesterday before the game that Cam Atkinson, Travis Konechny would have played last night 
if it was a regular season game, that their injuries were more precautionary just because it's not reason, not no reason to force a player back uh, in a preseason game, as John Tortorello's main point when he uh, has been talking in his press conference, exposition games are really pointless. Um, they don't really show anything. They're not for anything. So what John Tortorello has been doing is he's really been allowing these guys to get healthy. And at the moment, there's a lot of non-healthy guys on this list. And... I can go down through the lines here is that Cam Atkinson has been bagged up with a uh, upper body injury and they're still trying to figure out really what they can do here, but more than likely he'll play next Thursday. Joel Farabee is meeting with the doctors tomorrow uh, to hopefully get fully cleared for contact. He's still in that realm of, you know, pushing himself to the, you know, getting back into full game shape and there's a chance that he will be cleared tomorrow. Uh, I haven't from what is known, they're still a little bit up in the air of when they, if they really want him to rush back to play in opening night. Uh, but I mean, he's really exert and you know inserted himself in you know wanting to be, and he's been very vocal about you know he's taking it day by day. But he really wants to play next Thursday. So there's a chance that he will be, but it, from the sound of it, from what John Torrell said this morning, they're not they're not really anticipating him being back. And if he is back, it's a bonus, but they're not really anticipating him being back because uh, I don't think they really want to rush him back at all. There's no reason to uh, rush Farabee back. Um, after that, Travis Konechny, he would have played more than likely last night. He's just been dealing with a little bit of a back issue uh, after scoring that goal in Buffalo. He got slammed in the boards, getting tripped down there after uh, his shot there. So he's going to be back on Thursday. And then really after that, there isn't really any clear, definite injuries uh, on the forward side that can be any hindrance. Now, on defense, there's a little bit more concern. And the reason why I said that is is that it's interesting the Flyers still have nine guys in camp on defense. Rasmus Sisterlinen, Ivan Provorov have been dealing with some small nagging injuries. And the weird and interesting point there is that the Flyers have been very quiet on both of them. Now, yes, Provorov did speak yet, uh, today and said that, you know, he's been dealing with a little bit of something and, you know, he just wants it to go away before he gets, you know, ramped back up. But he feels himself will play through it. But the Rasmus Sertraline situation is even more concerning that the Flyers kept an extra right-handed defenseman um, on in camp now John Torello kind of joked today about um the Ronnie Hatter being how could they cut him after you know facing Ross Johnson last night taking that fight but there's a more interesting point there that the Flyers needed another right-handed defenseman in camp as you can see Tony D'Angelo Rasmus Flying and Justin Braun are the more than likely the top three guys that'll be on the right-hand side this season however Ronnie Hatter is still in camp uh and he has been very impressive not just Last night, especially what as John Torrell taking that fight, but he's been pretty impressive all camp. Uh, and he talked to us on uh, the first episode of Ripple the Twine um, about being, you know, in the best shape he can be, being in the best shape that you know he's been in kind of years, and coming into this camp and really impressive. And you know, he's been one of those guys that really started with the rookie game, very very impressive. As did as I'll talk about in the second Samuel Urshan, but he's been one of those guys that have really came in and really taken the reins of the opportunity that's presented himself. A lot of the older guys not playing, and Ronnie is taking that event and taking that to his you know aid and really put on a showcase uh, in the preseason. And I think that's really one of the big reasons why he's still here. Now, when you start to look down the line a little bit, you know, I think one of the main reasons why Cam York was cut was that, you know, it's it's more beneficial for a player to go play high 
quality, high-time AHL minutes rather than being forced to play in something that you may not uh, be up to par with. And uh, I was talking to a couple of the guys in the press box last night, and you know, one of the names that really came up was Kevin Connaughton. And Kevin Connaughton, everybody kind of feels is kind of like a John Tortorello guy. He does all the small things right. He's always there to be, you know, the next guy in. And he's really one of those guys that really just, you know, feels like a John Tortorello guy, a big honky defenseman, somebody that plays on the penalty kill, somebody that blocks a lot of shots, and somebody that isn't afraid to use his body. And he's one of those guys that I think really pushed uh, a reason why the Flyers were more confident and comfortable sending Cam York down because of what the situation they're in. You know, Travis Sanheim is going to be the second pair defenseman on the left-hand side. Ivan Provost is going to be the top pair defenseman. And there was really only that one spot left, and the Flyers, I think, did a really good job of leaving you know that spot open and putting in more competition there between Kevin Connaughton, Nick Sealer, Igor Zamula, and, of course, Cam York. But I think it was one of those situations where it's like they don't, they didn't think that Cam York was ready to be in this type of system. And I think the one big thing that they've done is they've been really talking about honesty and accountability. And they were very, very honest. As John Tortorella said today, they've been very, very honest with Cam. And Cam is taking that a little harder than I think most people are uh, expecting. But he, what he's really doing is he's really trying to just learn. He's trying to you know develop in this thing, especially because you know he's got a new head coach here. He's got a new coaching staff, and he's not really going to go anywhere other than being on the Flyers unless he's traded. So he's got to really understand what the team is wanting from him, but also what the head coach is wanting from him, uh, because this is pretty much going to be his coach for at least, I would say, probably at least two to three years. So he's going to have to learn. He's learning this, and they don't want him to change his philosophy. They want him to change his thinking. And, you know, that's one thing that I think that John Torrell made a big point about, that he's he's having a little bit of trouble understanding, you know, changing that, you know, play style, not his play style, but his mindset and his thinking while he's on the ice. Now we get into the goalie situation, and you know it just continues to prove that you know when you come into camp prepared and you come into camp um, very, very success not successful, but with a mindset that you you can make a difference. You know it really, really shows. And you know Samuel Erson played in the rookie showcase with the the. The Flyers rookies uh, the, before the camp started. You know, if you watch that second game against the New York Rangers, uh, Samuel Harrison was the star of the show. Samuel Harrison has been the star of the show in the Flyers camp because whenever he's been in the game, you know, he's been that calming force that they've had. Now, the Flyers, and this is where, you know, it becomes even more interesting. The Flyers haven't given up a lot of goals, except, you know, when. A lot of the guys, you know, when they started to falter in different types of games, you know, the second period is a big issue that they've been talking about for most of the training camp. However, Samuel Erson has only given up three goals uh, in about 135 minutes, uh, which is about two games. Uh, and that's pretty impressive, especially for a guy that's only 22 years old and playing with, you know, a bunch of guys that really aren't NHL caliber players uh, and what you do in training camp, you know, you have those lesser lines. And he's really been impressive in tight situations, especially in tight-knit games. So look at the Islanders game today with the game he started. Uh, Urson really kept the Flyers in that game. There was really no other way to say it. Urson kept the Flyers in the game against the New York Islanders um, in all Long Island. I mean, he... 
he kept it a 2-1 game for as long as he could, and it really really stood out that the Flyers left him in that game because I think that was one thing that they were thinking. Now, yes, Troy Gerson did play two periods the night before in Boston because of the Felix Antrim injury, but it really showcased, you know, what this kid can do. And he's one of those guys that, you know, I believe they really, really, really like uh, his size, his mobility, and his just compete level. He's one of those guys that always has been a big compete level coming out of the draft. That was one of his main attributes and one of the things that scouts really liked about him is his compete level. It also didn't hurt that he was playing professional hockey since he was 17 years old, which is another big thing the Flyers have looked for. As you can see, as Lightsell really stood out in camp, and he is now back. He was one of the guys that was cut today and sent to the fans, but he lasted to one of the last spots, and he was really looking like he was going to make a difference there and play with things. So when you really start to look at it, the Flyers are really focusing on guys that you know have a proven track record and having guys that really like to compete and when you look at it, you know, there isn't really been anybody. I mean, last night you can say Samuel Larson again was the star of the show. I mean, those two, the especially in that last minute of the first period to keep it a 0-0 game, um, those two big saves on Josh Bailey um, are, uh, were really, 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 I don't know how you could say difference makers, but they were really, really important, especially, you know, to keep that game, but also keep the morale going uh, because of how the second periods have went for the Flyers. So when you really look at it, there isn't really, um, there's a couple spots still available uh, here, but, you know, especially now in goal, uh, I think if Felix Sandstrom can go uh, and Carter Hart will, if Carter Hart does start, I really think Samuel Urson will be that backup. I mean, there's no really um, things that Troy Grosnick has done to really force his way in there. And that's one thing that, you know, Troy Grosnick has, you know, was given every opportunity uh, to really take control of this um this backup goalie competition, and he hasn't really been able to, uh, how would I say it correctly, really been able to, you know, take advantage of those opportunities. And when you really look at it, there isn't really anybody else. Um, now, there could be a couple, you know, guys that get cut late that the Flyers could look at to be, if they want to go the veteran route. But I really think Samuel Arthur has done enough to really generate a really good chance to be uh, that backup to start the season. Now, transferring into the other side of that, the player side of who can make this final roster, John Terrell made a very, very interesting point today uh, saying that about half the lineup is not set. Now, I can see where John Terrell is coming from that, Mainly due to health, I can probably say that there's, a, I would say, six to eight spots still up for grabs. But other than the health side, I think there's pretty much they already know where they're going for. Uh, I think that, you know, when you really look at it, I think the final battle for up front will be between Jackson Cates and Taylor Lozinski when it comes down to it of who's going to play the fourth line center. And I think the one interesting point there is that, you know, Tanner Lazinski has played with Nick DeLaurier, who is going to be the Flyers' fourth-line left winger, uh, every single game that he's played in in the preseason. They've played three games together, and they've been on the same line all three games. And I think that's been something that, you know, has been 
a clear sign that the Flyers view him in that spot to at least start the season. And I think that's pretty much what he set his goal for being to make the roster. And I think last night, you know, I I was talking about it in my pregame my postgame article last night that, you know, he finally had his roster making moment. And that was that breakaway uh and goal to give the Flyers a three two lead in the third period. And John Torello talked about it after the game and said that, you know, he really likes his size and he really likes his his will and his get. And I think that that's something that, you know, it's kind of flew under the radar that, you know, he's been injured, but he's really put his front foot forward this camp and he's really taken the reins, especially being next to guys that, you know, aren't really NHL caliber, NHL high scores as Jackson Cates has, you know, Jackson Cates is playing with his brother. He's playing with um, Scott Lawton. He's playing with James Reese as he did last night. Um, when you look at that, you know, Jackson's had the more opportunities for the more skillful players, but Lazinski has really shined in a role where, you know, he's actually going to play to start the season if he does win the fourth line center role. And I think that's where he's headed. And I think the Flyers are headed in that same direction of, you know, generating Nick Gloria and Tanner Sinski and one other player on that fourth line. After that, there isn't really more or less battles left. I don't think Zach McEwen is going to be in the lineup. I don't think Hayden Hansen is going to be in the lineup. And I don't think Jackson Cates is going to be in the lineup. And there are your three guys that will essentially come out of the lineup uh, if every single player, Cam Atkinson, Travis Connecting, and Joel Farabee, are healthy and they play on night one. Uh, I can see maybe Jackson Cates or Hayden Hodson, you know, divvying it out there for that spot if one of them can't go. Uh, but I just don't see where Zach fits on the team. Now, yes, Zach had an extremely good third period last night uh, when he was elevated to the third line. But he really has had a slow camp. He's had not really defining moments. Last, last night, third period was probably his best period all training camp. Uh, but, you know, I could see a fourth line of Nick Laurier, Tanner Lezinski, and Zach McEwen maybe on night one. But it just seems like the Flyers want that, you know, they've had chemistry with Laurier and Lezinski. And I think one guy that they could put there um, that could be a really, really boost for that line is Wade Allison. You know, Wade Allison kind of plays the exact same game as Zach McEwen. Very physical, very energetic, but he's a little bit more skilled forward. Uh, and, you know, that would be not a way to hide Nick Delorier, but increase Nick Delorier's, um, you know, value uh, for being out there because all three of those guys are heavy on the body, heavy on the forecheck, and really, really, you know, eager going after the pucks. Uh, and I think after that, you can really then set your top nine any which way you want about it. Uh, I really think that, you know, it'll be Kevin Hayes, your number one center, uh, Morgan Frost, your second center. And then after that, there's really an issue here of who's going to be that third center. Uh, and that's where maybe Jackson Cates comes into the conversation. You know, Scott Lawton played on the wing last night. I really think the Flyers and Scott really liked him on the wing. Uh, and I think Scott really likes himself on the wing because it's less responsibility for him. And he is a little bit more free that way. And I think that he likes to play that style of play. Other than that, you know, there isn't really that they tried Noah Cates at center for one game. John Torrell talked about that, that there's still opportunity there. And I think they just wanted to see him there. And I think, you know, he didn't do that bad. Uh, I think more than likely that the, that situation would be maybe if Scott Lawton plays with Noah Cates, so that there's familiarity there with like kind of like Claude Giroux was always on the left wing, always had that second center. That maybe they have a second two line center uh, type of deal there, but I really don't know. But the one thing last night that really stuck out to me was that one line that's really, really 
uh, came about the last few games, uh, especially between game three and six, has been Jackson Cates, Noah Cates, and Wade Allison. Those three have really come together. And last night, John Thrill put them together in the third period, and they were probably one of the better lines uh, out there during the third period. So when you look at that, that could be something that you could start to look at maybe as a third-line option, uh, and then going down the line a little bit, you're starting to look at piecing players together where they can go there. And I think when you really look at it, there's a, there's could be a situation where... One guy uh, is not going to be playing where he should be or the potential he should be. Uh, but also, when you really look at it, there's also a situation where, you know, the Flyers may have to sit somebody just because of that situation as well as Jackson Cates might have to sit um, due to the fact that there isn't really a roster spot for him uh, because he's not really fit for a line. And I think last night in overtime, it kind of proved itself there too. You know, Jackson Cates is a little bit smaller guy uh, and he got really beat um, hard by a bigger body on. And he had a, you know, he's forced to hook him there in overtime. But, you know, when you really look at it, there's a certain situation there where, you know, certain guys are fit for certain roles. And I think Tanner Lozinski has really taken the reins on that. And then, you know, he's really forced himself into that fourth line center. Uh, and I think that the Flyers really like him, especially being that John Torrell likes his size and his build. Uh, so really at that point, I think you're really only looking for one other center. And depending on who it is, maybe Scott Lawton will just move the center and they'll just go with that for the bidding. But there's one player that's still left in camp that's injured, Artem Anisimov, uh, who is a John Torrell guy. There's a possibility that he could come in late here. I think it's more that you know he's just injured and they're waiting possibly to release him from his PTO. Uh, but at the moment, you know, there's still, there's still plenty of, there's still plenty of room, uh, left to go, um, which, you know, it's, it's one of those situations where, you know, we're, we're finally down to the final 34. We can see now the formation of what they're trying to look at. And I think tomorrow, possibly Friday will be a better look of what this team's going to look like, especially because maybe they won't get guys back tomorrow, but they'll get guys back on Thursday or on Friday. Uh, so we'll see where John Tortola is thinking here. And I think one another point that we can raise uh, talking about Tam Lozinski and Nick Deloria playing together is Owen Tippett and Kevin Hayes have played together every single game they've played. They've played in three preseason games together and they've been on the same line every single time. Now, when you look at that aspect is, you know, last year, Owen Tippett and Morgan Frost were together every single game. They have really good chemistry together. They know each other from juniors and they're really, really good players that play off each other. But Owen Tippett joked last night in the locker room after he scored his goal saying that, you know, it, he joked with Kevin Hayes saying that, you know, it kind of looked familiar. There's goal as you, Owen set up Kevin uh, in game three the exact same way that Kevin set up Owen last night. That's the type of chemistry that I think that the Flyers have been looking for. Guys that mesh so well together that, you know, it's kind of like they're the same exact player that, you know, in any situation, both guys can do the same thing. And I think when you start to look at it, and I think that, when they put Scott Lawton up on that line last night with Kevin Hayes and uh, Owen Tibbet, that's really when they took off. Uh, and, you know, there's a, there's a certain realm here that, you know, there's going to be an interesting combination of guys in this lineup playing in different positions than they would usually in past years. You know, you got Cam Atkinson, you got Travis Konechny, and you got James Jones like still left, and Joel Farabee still left in that realm of where you can put them in this lineup. And I think there's a certain 
possibility, and I think that it was really on display last night, that Morgan Frost plays a lot better with bigger wingers. James Henry Insight and Hayden Hodson were his wingers last night, and Morgan Frost was a completely different player other than the night before when he played with Jackson Cates and uh, Hayden Hodson, actually. So when you really looked at it, there's a, there's a certain realm that Morgan Frost, and I think it's a little bit better that he plays with bigger guys because it not only helps him, but it, it moves him forward because he knows that he doesn't have to, you know, be the guy, you know, he doesn't have to be the physical guy, you know, there's guys that protect him out there, there's guys to, you know, keep him in line. And I think that's one thing that we will start to see now of who plays with Morgan Frost is that I think they want bigger body guys to be playing with Morgan because of his size. Now, I've... You know, seen Morgan a lot over the last few years, and I could say last night in the locker room was the first time I saw him. You know, just standing next to him for you know since pretty much training camp of way way back. You know, one of his first second, he's a different player now. He's a lot thicker. He's a lot builder. He's a lot bigger build, and you know he has an NHL body now. And that's one thing that has really stuck out when he's playing really really well in camp and the preseason game. He has an NHL body now. And I think the Flyers are, are don't want to push that too much. And I think that's where the, you know, if Sean Couture was healthy, it would be a perfect situation that Morgan Frost would be your third line center. But it, now there's a certain situation where do the Flyers feel comfortable enough that, you know, Morgan can take an even bigger jump rather than just being in the lineup, being consistent in the lineup, to now being tasked with a top six role. And I think they're trying to be as hesitant as possible with that, as you can see by Noah Cates playing center, Scott Lawton playing center, Anisimov when they brought him in. So there's certain situations here where you can really look at it, you know, is he ready for that? And I think, you know, playing with bigger body guys could be an aid to that, but also there could be some back and forth there of where they really want him to go. And then also, you know, how the, you know, the situation presents itself. But at the moment, you know, we're down to 34 guys. We're down to really only a few more cuts you know, out of those 34 guys. I think there's six guys that are injured. Two of them are on PTOs. Cooper Moodery still here who's injured. Bobby Brink will start on season opening IR. Patrick Brown will be the same. As as everybody knows, Ryan Ellis will be on season opening IR. So there's really only like one or two more cuts to go. One on defense, definitely. Possibly two on forward or vice versa. Two on forward, one on, def- or one on defense. Uh, so there's plenty of situational left here to figure out what's going to happen. But at the moment, these are the final guys that will really be competing for those spots. So next week, we'll really get into the pretty much we'll have a set in stone roster before game one. So look forward to that next week where we'll start discussing who's going to be here, what roster is going to look like. So we'll get into that more next week. And I guess that's where we go. You know, the Flyers have eight days before the season opener. And we'll, I guess they're in that situation, that they're in the final situation of where who's going to play now. John Tortorella said about us last night. Uh, he, has a, he has a feeling of how this team's going to play. He's just got to find those guys and how they can play it for him. So with that, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. This has been Ripple Twine Podcast.